Hi, John. How are you today? Good, Elliot. Uh, appreciate the fact you ran the uh, webinar today on uh, human trafficking. Uh, can get additional information on that. Why don't we just tell them how, the, how that's going to happen? Yes. Yeah, so uh, for people who uh, registered for the webinar, uh, there'll be a follow-up email with some information related to some of the things that are being done uh, by Polaris. Uh, so we'll be pushing that out in an email um, either by the end of this week or the beginning of next week. Um, and uh, we urge people who are looking for information. There are many good uh, sites, but if you go to um, the Polaris website, uh, you'll find that they have a lot of good uh, information, whether you're new to thinking about um, these difficult issues or whether you're, um, whether you're learned but trying to stay up to speed. So. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, so a number of things this week, but two, two that are somewhat connected in terms of Russia, um, oligarchs, the, the, the hiding of, of, of funds. We'll talk about the FinCEN alert in a minute, but we want to flag for those that didn't see this. It got some press play, but from, from my money, it's not gotten enough. And I guess we'll see as this plays out. But on Monday, uh, the um, FBI, the Justice Department, and U.S. Attorney in D.C. announced that they are charging a retired FBI executive uh, with a number of things, including concealing $225,000 in cash from a foreign, former intelligence officer. Uh, Charles McGonigal uh, was the FBI special agent in charge of the New York field office. And more relevant, he was head of, of counterterrorism. Since 2016, he was named in that position by, by Comey at the time. And he's been arrested on charges related to the receiving of cash. Um, but also, he concealed from the FBI a relationship he's had with um, an oligarch that's been sanctioned since, or, or he concealed it since August 2017, while he was still at the FBI. So this is major. There's money, there's money laundering charges the making of false statements. Um, I've seen at least one account that said, given all the charges, and obviously you are innocent until proven guilty, but uh, if these charges stay, could be as much as 75 years in prison. So the, the thing that jumps out at me besides the obvious, and that is uh, working for an oligarch who's been sanctioned, and we're, so we're doing so much to, to deal with detecting and reporting sanctions, uh, that this individual... He was the one in charge of investigating the Trump-Russia collusion, and he's connected to Paul Manafort, as everybody remembers, was pardoned by Trump, but also was his campaign manager who did it for no salary. And uh, we, we don't have to speculate on why that occurred. So this is major. This really hurts, unfortunately, our, our partners at the FBI. But, um, you know, the fact that he was connected to uh, uh, Darius uh, Pasca, um, who again was a sanctioned oligarch, is is really um, not just disappointing, but it's it's a dramatic hit um, for oversight from the FBI. And we know our FBI partners do so many good things, but this is this is a problem. Fully agree. Uh, there is a lot to unpack, although retired agent McGonigal, I think his name is Charlie McGonigal, has not yet been charged or uh, not yet had a, had his initial court appearance. Right. As far as I know, he has been charged. 
so um, I, I think, John, you meant, you said he was in charge of the sh- New York field office. I think he was in charge of counterterrorism at the New York. No, no, he, no, right. He was special agent. Uh, they list him as special agent in charge of the New York field office. That's what the press release says. Uh, oh. But you're right. He was head of counterterrorism. He was okay. named that uh, by Comey. But the press release does say, so oh, again, I'm not sure how it works. No, that's yeah. okay. That's okay. But he did it while he was with the FBI and, and obviously after it. And the money laundering charges are very serious. You're right. It's, he's, he, he's been arrested. Uh, the, you know, the, uh, he's been charged, uh, but he hasn't had his day in court yet. No, that, um, uh, I think the key point here, as you already pointed out, is the importance of all of us paying attention to sanctions and, um, you know, something, and I, I don't mean to, something as simple as uh, doing work for an individual or an entity who is sanctioned is a violation, uh, assuming it's a blanket sanction, is a violation of that sanction. And certainly this person should have known better, but it's a good reminder to all of us that sanctions are very broad and they touch um, all U.S. Uh, persons um, in terms of their reach. Yeah, and I think what's what I've talked to a few uh, law enforcement uh, friends of ours, and they say that the thing that they have to figure out is um, how connected was he to others? Because um, as yeah. PB, PBS pointed out last evening, he uh, had a key role in very sensitive investigations that the, the Russian intelligence activities in the U.S. before, during and after the 2016 election. Uh, and Chinese efforts to shut down U.S. spies. So with all of that, are you doing all this on your own? Did you have other, you know, partners in crime, as they say? I don't know. So all, right. all, of, all of that we have to watch carefully. As I said, I'm, I'm sort of surprised the press isn't paying as much attention. But I, I guarantee there'll be, there'll be more on this, if not hearings and oversight in the House and Senate going forward. And so we'll... We should watch that carefully. But, um, you know, people can look the DOJ um, press releases on their website, on the FBI's website. The other thing that occurred just today as we're recording this, not directly um, attached to that, but but definitely relevant in terms of oligarchs, is a FinCEN alert on uh, what they're calling potential U.S. commercial real estate investments by sanctioned Russian elites, oligarchs uh, and others. And so... This alert is the fourth one in a series. Vincent's done a lot of these, and it uh, talks a lot about sanctions evasion issues and what are the risks and vulnerabilities in the commercial real estate market. So it's relevant because, you know, again, uh, the, the Russian that he was working with was sanctioned as well, and they were trying to ev- evade those sanctions. But I know they have a series of typologies in this alert, as well as some red flags most are sort of well-known to our folks, but you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so m- most of the red flags in one way or another are uh, talk about transactions or activities where they uh, relate in some way to a family member or an associate uh, of one of the sanctioned elites, as that's defined in the in the release 
and um, you know, I I think they're they can be sort of obvious, but on the other hand, you know, it it's a reminder that you have to scratch a little bit beyond um, the face of the transaction, which I know uh, people in our community are very good at doing. Um, but you can't take things at face value. The other thing that's interesting about this alert is when you put it in the overall context of the uh, FinCEN's approach as it relates to real estate. They did put out a, uh, an advance notice of proposed rulemaking about 13 months ago in December of 2021 about asking a number of questions. And we, we've talked, you and I have talked about this, and I wrote a blog post about it asking a number of questions about how should real estate be brought more directly into the uh, BSA compliance regime. Uh, to this point, they have not yet issued uh, regu proposed regulations. And they've all, but they have uh, a number of um, geographic targeting orders in place that relate to real estate. And they have been renewing and broadening those through throughout 2022. And um, I would, I'd expect that when they're up for renewal of a renewed in 2023. Um, and the other thing that plays in here is, you know, the rule that they recently issued about beneficial ownership, right. uh, because a lot of what's happening in the, in the alert, a lot of the, the activity they're talking about really comes back to, do we know who owns what and, you know, what's the requirement and how do you move things around to avoid any requirements? So, Clearly, the alert is important. Um, tying these things together is important. Uh, but ultimately, having FinCEN fill in some of the gaps and by, by publishing draft regulations in the real estate area and ultimately final regulations, and maybe uh, going a little further than they did in the beneficial owner regulation, because uh, there are still pieces of that that are not complete. Um, to kind of bring all this stuff together. Right. So the, the tail end of the alert does remind filers besides the, uh, on how to file a SAR that there's other relevant reporting requirements. So they, they go back and talk about uh, Section 312 of the Patriot Act, about senior foreign political figures, so proper due diligence obligations for private banking accounts, which is relevant here, and then AML, CTF, programs and correspondent account due diligence requirements. So there's a series of other obligations uh, that you need to look at here as well. So all, all of that is connected. So again, the alert was issued on January 25th. It's um, FinCEN alert 2023, alert 002. Um, and it did, gives you um, uh, SAR recommendations and what Elliot mentioned, plus uh, a few Apologies that you can add to your training tools. Yes, and there's um, uh, we'll link to the alert in our um, in our posting on our website. Yeah, we'll also link to the DOJ release, and that's from Jan that's from Monday uh, about the arrest. And then, as I as I mentioned, um, the, the the key here is there's a lot more here, and so uh, I would expect there to be more going on in terms of investigations. And, we'll, and we will see, as a former FBI agent said to PBS, besides the fact that the oligarch is sanctioned, there's very significant connections that um, McGonagall had 
uh, and so does uh, his contact Deripaska. His connections were not only to Russian intelligence, but to Putin himself. So I would expect there'd be more coming from here. And this, the, and the other thing I would just say, high, very high level, there's no chance DOJ brings this if they don't have a lot going. There's no chance. This is too sensitive. So uh, given what we've seen in the past, um, they must have a lot more than was even in the indictment. Yes, I expect that um, we may see press coverage pick up uh, after, you know, with his court appearance and then afterward. Um, but as I, uh, you're absolutely right. Um, we've just seen the beginnings of this. Uh, John, I know you've got a, uh, an exciting uh, interview scheduled for yet this week that uh, will appear on our website uh, in the near future. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So Jim Lee, a uh, great partner of the private sector of the financial AML sector, He's the chief of IRS CI, everybody knows. He's been doing the rounds with the media um, all week and last week as well on the value proposition of BSA data, which we all know is so important and how it's important. So I'm going to be talking to Jim tomorrow afternoon about that. And as Elliot said, we will get that up in a short, fairly short order. And I know that our, um, our audience uh, welcomes any time we, we can hear from folks at the top of these agencies and what they're seeing and what they need. So that's coming up. Um, I'm also doing one in a week or two with a uh, recently retired enforcement lawyer from one of the banking agencies who are now with a law firm. And he's going to share some war stories of cases he's worked, but also give us some recommendations regarding, you know, uh, proper AML compliance to avoid, MRAs, MRIAs, and the like. So that, that'll be coming up in a, in a few weeks as well. And our next webinar um, is February 28th, and it's on uh, financial crime compliance at mid-sized banks, tips and trends. And watch for your opportunity to register for that on our website and through our email list. And lastly, we want to remind you that in addition to This Week in AML and our other great content that we talk about each week, that we also offer great solutions to your financial crime compliance challenges. So if you have questions or need advice or are interested in those solutions, certainly reach out to us uh, and we'll get you connected to the right person. John, you have a great week. Take care, Elliot. Stay safe. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.